what I mean to say, a nutshell podcast is my little snack size pod that launches new episodes every Monday and Thursday. It's where I get to drop topics and throw around my own honest opinions and insights on some of life's lifiest moments while connecting each episode to a fun and relatable meme. I'm your host, Rhea. Let's get right into it. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of What I Mean to Say, a Nutshell Podcast. I am your host, Rhea, and uh, getting into today's topic, um, originally I wasn't going to choose a meme today and have another memeless Monday, but I did find one that I thought was pretty cute, and it is basically a pretty standard, or not standard, but um, recognizable meme. It's uh, Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka, and it says, when the youths try to tell you what a meme is, <laughs> which is funny because I I kind of feel like this happened not that long ago when I was explaining to, <clears throat> to, me, explaining to my own mom what a meme is, and uh, I might be a youth, a youth to her, but <laughs> I'm just certainly not a youth today. But anyway, so I just thought that was kind of funny. And because the topic today is letter to my younger self, I thought, yeah, I could definitely uh, would have given myself some some advice. And it's funny, like all the eye rolls we get nowadays from, from our kids for the things that we do or say. And it's just, it is funny. I, however, know what a meme is. And <laughs> obviously it's a big uh, component of my, my little pod here. Um... But yeah, so anyway, that's the that's the meme today. Somewhat relatable, somewhat just kind of cute. But yeah, today we're going to talk about a letter to your younger self. And if you took a moment or a few moments or however long you need to go back and tell yourself all the things, what would you say? What are some key points that you would be like, oh God, I wish I would have known that or I wish I would have told myself that or I wish I would have, you know, it's like the things that we don't know that we start to, that we learn much later and you're like, oh man, I could have got through that a little better had I just known. But part of us not knowing is learning how to figure that out, right? It's the the eventually knowing. And so I wrote a little like point form list of some of the things that, I would go back and tell myself or in this letter and I'm going to share those with you today and if any of them seem relatable then that's wonderful and I think if anything seems like it's like something you could maybe talk to if you have a uh, younger person in your life now um, maybe give them a bit of perspective on maybe things that they might be going through um, if that's something that seems useful to you. But anyway, the number one thing, this is the first thing that popped off my mind um, when I started to think, like, to go back and talk to yourself. And um, the first thing I thought about was I would tell myself that being a hormonal teenage girl (laughs) and being, in quotations, boy crazy is not a character flaw. There's... I mean, there's nothing wrong with fantasizing about, you know, Jordan Knight from the New Kids on the Block, right? <laughs> and fantasizing that he could legitimately be your boyfriend one day. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not reality. I wasn't, like, lost in some um, some alternate reality that I really thought would come true. It's just, like, that's where you're at. There's celebrity crushes, right? It's, like... Um, 
So it's a normal thing to have. So if you're ever just so told, oh, you're boy crazy or you're wasting your time. No, that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing in those teenage years. That you're supposed to be figuring out where, what things like get you fired up on a lot of different levels, right? Are, are you passionate about things? Are you, do you like to daydream about things? Because ultimately those things kind of become the things that we, um, like look forward to when we're older um anyway because okay down the road anyway you're going to you're going to meet boys and men and this is just me because i'm a straight girl um and then and some will be this is what i'm going to be telling myself some will be genuine and kind and and they will truly care about you and some will be some will be like You'll be convinced that, like Jordan Knight, they might should end up on a MTV reality series to reveal their true, uh, <laughs> their true insecure and anxious selves. And you might still love them anyway, right? But the reality is that there's no harm to anyone else if you decide to be totally like boy crazy or obsessive it's how it appears to older people who maybe don't get it or thought that that was like a time waster to be you know watching all their music videos and you know pulling out pictures from their from the magazines and putting them all over your room like that if just because that's maybe not something a parent may have identified with or a sibling doesn't mean that can't be what you're into there's nothing wrong with that with there's nothing wrong with that so you don't be embarrassed about you know, wanting to, wanting to marry Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Okay, so that's another thing. Another thing I would tell myself is that the idea you had of yourself in the mirror was false. And I would sit down and tell myself, people will commend you for how you look. They will commend you on if you are in optimal shape, they will snicker if you look like you've put on weight and make comments. Maybe they'll make direct comments to you. But ultimately, what you see in the mirror, I would have liked you to see what was really there and not what the image you had in your mind. Because you had some extra struggles around that that you can't go back and change now, but you have learned to accept them and understand that you will be required to weigh in as a dancer. I don't, I sincerely hope that they've taken that away now. Um, but that was something that we were required to do. They had to weigh in and it, it is degrading and humiliating. And there were many times that you're going to think I should speak up, but you won't. But much later on in life, you're going to say, damn it, I wish I would have said something. Because the number on the scale didn't reflect that you were incredibly strong and not to mention extremely talented. Um, but those things were gonna, are going to seem secondary to how you actually look on stage. And that's, you're going to just go with it because that's the expectation, but you're going to feel really sad about it later um, because that's the expectation, right? You will... Later, you're going to struggle with your weight and it's going to reflect back to those times. And this is just for me. 
but I am so concerned about people who are, you know, if their children are in that community now, um, whether it be dance or gymnastics or something where it's very much um, focused, body focused, that you're having those conversations with your your children, boys and girls, um, because it was psychologically damaging and to have to uh, weigh in and not be able to fluctuate your weight five pounds up or down if because you, you couldn't fit into the, the costume otherwise. And sadly, it took away from something that I loved so much. I was so passionate about dance and doing that as a kid growing up. And um, having this body image that I was so much bigger than everybody else is... Uh, took a toll on me and it's interesting now <laughs> fast forward because younger self you're gonna see pictures of you back then and you're gonna be like what was I even concerned about why was anybody singling why was I being singled out at all you don't stand out in any way from those other the other dancers you don't you all look the same <laughs> but in your mind it was extra pressure and that for you is gonna be part of a perfectionist image and guess what you you don't need to try to be a perfectionist it's an unattainable it's unattainable and it's just gonna make you feel worse and you're gonna feel like you're letting yourself down and you're letting everybody else down but you're gonna grow up and you're gonna realize that there's better things there's more important things than trying to be perfect in all aspects of life and at the end of the day no, you, even if you let other people down, it doesn't matter. You just you're you're gonna learn to not let yourself down, and and I wish you knew that then. <laughs> I just wish you knew that then. So that was definitely a, a a harder time in my life for sure. When it was supposed to be one of my most proud and fun because I, you know, was killing it at you know competitions and just like learning so much and and loved the art and the sport really I mean that's um, always the debatable thing of whether dance is a sport or a or an art but let me tell you there's athleticism at its finest sometimes <laughs> and uh but then behind the scenes I was sad a lot and self-conscious a lot and uh, yeah anyways so to my younger self try to see yourself as you are and not the image that you have in your mind um, okay, another thing that I thought about too was trusting your gut. Trusting your gut is going to be a huge one. Your, um, yeah, I would just say listen to your gut because it will, it will not steer you wrong um, unless you choose to ignore it long enough. Um, I found that I did that. I found that my gut would be pulling me one way and I would just ignore it. And I would just basically either do the opposite or, or think, no, no, I, what I have in my mind is a, it's a better idea or in my heart. And my gut would literally be saying, no, go this way instead. And I would ignore it. And the more I ignored it, the more I realized, started to notice that that gut instinct, that feeling wasn't showing up anymore. Like there was a good chunk of time, probably a good portion through some of my 30s even maybe earlier where 
I was like, I just don't feel like I have that instinct anymore, like to even trust myself. And then I decided to. And then some major decisions came up in my life and I had to, it's like it popped back up. And then I was like, oh, wait a second, there it is again. It's like a tingly feeling almost. And once I decided to listen to it again, it was it was like your like your belief your former belief like it's like it shifted into knowing and then and then it will and then it just started signaling again it's like a warning it's a warning light and it just started firing off again and I was able to get like so much peace out of that because I had been ignoring it for so long that it, I basically turned it off and once it you know comes back on then you're good to go again. You just, you, you have to trust it. So listen to your gut, I would tell myself. Listen to your gut. Um, it just will not steer you wrong. <laughs> um, another thing I would tell myself is appreciate your siblings. You know, when your mom says to you, be nice to your, be nice to your sister, she's the only one you've got. Or be nice to your brothers, they're the only one you've got. <laughs> well, I'm fortunate enough to have a sister and two brothers. And we are all close in different ways, but I value their friendships so much now where I'm at now, but there was a time, um, when, you know, when you're younger and you're just like, how am, how, who am, who am I? First of all, I don't even know who I am myself trying to figure that out. And now I, and I'm also supposed to know these people that I live with and just cause you live with people doesn't mean you know them. <laughs> it takes years and years of, of building relationships and to uh you know to get to know people and that includes the the people that you're the family you're born into i mean it can take years before you even really know your parents before you really even know and even then that's just scratching the surface so that is something that i would tell you appreciate your siblings i think i did but i also think that i dismissed them a lot at times as well um growing up because i was like i don't even know i don't even know if i like these people <laughs> That's a valid thing. I know my youngest brother and I, I'm sure there was a time, and I, I don't, can't speak for him, but we've had this conversation a bit where we're like, yeah, like there was a time where I didn't know if I would ever have a relationship with him because I was like, oh, we're just so different. We're just so, you know, and that's, I mean, and I can honestly say that now he's become one of my, my closest and most trusted friends. And that is not something I would have, I would have known <laughs> back in my, te- my teens and, and young adult life. I would never have guessed that. Um, so, yeah, when you, when, when, whether or not your parents say, be nice to your brother, be nice to your sister, at least appreciate, appreciate the people in your family because they really do have your back. That much I do know. Um, even though when you're a teenager and you're like, they don't have my back, only my friends do. Well... We learned that pretty that lesson pretty easy, pretty early on too. I don't even think I need to touch on that one because we do figure out um, who has our back, right, and who doesn't. Um, I think something else I would something else I would tell myself is that. Well, I was thinking about any time that I've fallen in love in my life, and I would tell myself that. When you fall in love for the first time, I'm not going to name names, <laughs> but that nice, 
that nice ginger boy, well, he will, <laughs> he will be very good. He'll be very good to you. And he'll be the perfect first love in your eyes. Um, even though you have no idea what that's supposed to look like. At the time, it's going to be awesome. You're going to feel loved and you're going to feel respected. And uh, it's reciprocated. And it's not a feeling like you've ever had before. And so when you fall in love for the first time, even if you know people are going to call it puppy love or whatever, it doesn't matter. The feelings are real. And your your heart will get broken. But it's okay because that just means you're letting you finally let yourself feel bigger things than just what's within your own little bubble, your own little world. And that's courageous. Um, much later, oh, my dog's just he's telling the neighborhood what's what. <laughs> Frankie. Don't know. Don't know. <laughs> anyway, talking about falling in love. And, you know, because much later you're going to, I would tell myself, you're, you'll start to close your heart off out of anger and resentment. Um, I mean, you couldn't stop this from happening. It's just part of something that you're going to go through. Um, but then someone's going to come along and it's going to open it again. And then you'll get your heart broken again. But then it's going to be different that time. Um, because you understand now, as a grown-up, that the buy-in for loving someone is the risk of heartbreak. That's simply what it is. There's no guarantee your heart will get broken. But there's no guarantee it won't either. Right? So... We, as as young adults and teens, like, we're more inclined to just be, like, falling in love, all, like, all the time. Um, I was fortunate enough to have, like, three very serious relationships and all with genuinely good people who were kind to me and respectful of me and honestly what what better chance like what better chance did I have with with those I think I also had a couple that weren't as good and that I probably you know overstayed <laughs> overstayed my time in those ones and you know I would have gone back and been like yeah we should, probably should have taken off about two years on that one <laughs> but you know you live and you learn and that's what happens um Anyway, so, but you are going to, the first time that you fall in love, you're going to just go with it. <laughs> I would tell that to anybody. It's just like, just let it happen. Just see how you feel and learn from it. And it's a great feeling. Everybody, like, who doesn't want to be in love, right? <laughs> I mean, it's not the end game for everybody, but it sure does, it sure does feel nice. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's my little, that's my little take on what would I tell my, my younger self. Um, I guess, what else did I want to say? Um, I think I would also tell you that I'm proud of you because you were never a mean girl. Um, you always had kindness to people, um, to some capacity, whether you knew them well or not. Um, I think you always made a point of treating people with respect and guess what? You still do that now. So... Definitely proud of you for that one. <laughs> there will be there will be super big changes in your life. Some you'll see coming a mile away and still not listen to your gut about it. 
Some will be more unexpected in good ways and, and some not so much. Um, but you're going to figure it out as you go too. Something I would tell you though, as a cautionary tale, don't start smoking. What were you doing? What were you thinking? <laughs> that was, but that was part of the body image. That was part of keeping your weight down as a dancer. And then you were hooked and there it was. Anyway, you will eventually understand that you don't need to smoke and that you, uh, it's not part of who you are. It's just a habit. And you were able to kick it. Good job, buddy. But at my younger self, writing back, I would say, don't even bother. <laughs> don't even bother. You can find other ways for hunger suppressant. It was just so sad that we were stuck in that in that mindset that that's, that was the better option. <laughs> um, when we're you know super unhealthy, but it is what it is what we did. Um, I would say that for all the nights that you you felt inexplicably sad and would cry, that that was that that's normal. You felt a lot of pressure to be perfect, even though that was never attainable. Um, and you felt that in many areas that you had to try to get there to get to some like perfect level. It was, it's not fair to you. It wasn't fair to you because you, do not, you don't need to feel like you are letting yourself or anyone else or anyone else down for that matter. But your grown-up self knows this now. And there is an awareness of allowing you to see the pointlessness of trying to achieve perfection. And you don't lose sleep over it anymore. I think one last thing, I mean, I did touch on speaking up back earlier, um, but just speaking up more about about things that you felt heaviness around. You didn't do that enough as a kid. I think you didn't want to sound like you're speaking out of turn or, but you know what, the more you grew up, the more you're like, wait a second, I do have opinions on things and they matter and they're valid. And uh, so moving forward now with my own children, I make sure that I, you know, encourage that from them. And make sure that they know that they are entitled to their opinion and, and and that I want to hear it. They have a voice and they can use it. You know, I would tell myself that your worth is not tied to your body size. But that you'll struggle with it. That there's going to be daily reminders. And, um, and it's in your subconscious. But later, later, you will understand that people just deserve respect. They just deserve respect, uh, regardless of anything else. You know, that perfectionism is unattainable. So put in your best effort where you feel that it's right to you. Um, because that, like, you'll never let yourself down that way. If you know that you've put in your best effort. But if some unrealistic idea of perfectionism is what you're you're striving for it's it's you're wasting your time i would say don't be so hard on yourself i would say in the point form i would say you are worthy of respect from everyone i would say you're a human being deserving of love period you don't just say you're a human being deserving of love because you know um, because you're a certain size, because you have a certain level of education, what's in your bank account, what kind of car you drive. No, none of those things are relevant. 
you're a human being deserving of love, period. Not with any other conditions around it. I would say be a good friend or continue to be a good friend. You won't struggle with this, but some people will struggle to reciprocate it to you. You'll figure out how to manage it when you get there, but just you know how to be a good friend and that will serve you well. And above all, just be kind. Um, I remember being a little kid and I don't remember things specifically that I said, but I do remember being told on a number of occasions, you're wise beyond your years or you're, you're an old soul, like being told that and kind of having a sense of pride in that because I, I assigned wise and, um, an old soul to being like gentle and kind and understanding. I don't know. These are the things that I did think of myself as a kid as well. But uh, moving into teen years and all the extra struggles that come along with that, it's like there's just learning. It's just lessons. And I think that for me, I think more focus could should, well, I can't say could have been, but I think I should have for myself put more focus on just learning to have have relationships learning to understand my feelings about things more so than worrying about what grade I got on a test. And, you know, if I was um, winning all the awards at at dance competition, you know, there were things that were more important um, that I understand now. And I get to, to, you know, remind my kids now, now that they're teenagers, that understanding who they are and understanding what the relationships around them are like and what how to sort of navigate them is going to serve them just as well as good grades on your transcripts at the end of the day. Anyway, and I finally, finally, I would tell my old self, um, that you have a good life. And that you're very fortunate. And despite how hard things might feel at times, that it's just, it's okay. (laughs) That things are going to be okay. And when they feel super hard, um, you just got to remind yourself to keep moving forward with your heart and your eyes wide open.